sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Costa de Sales, Dublin. What beautiful weather. I'm sitting here in my shorts. I, I think I had to actually take my shorts out of the drawer. I haven't worn them in so long. What beautiful weather we're having at the moment. Simon, isn't it great? Isn't it actually? Oh, it's, sun, it's, sun, sun, sun. I just met somebody for coffee this morning and I was walking back to my house and I'm thinking, isn't it nice just to wear T-shirts and shorts like for a whole week running? Like I don't remember the last time. <laughs> And, you know, and I realize I don't have the legs anymore either. <laughs> I also, this is again a bit personal, but I get, I get hot and sweaty, so I, I stick to seats a lot. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, the weather is great. As someone said, we couldn't go away this year, so the sun came to us. So yeah, yeah. That, that it is a blessing. It is a blessing. Maybe Mother Nature is, some people were saying last year we were being punished. By Mother Nature, maybe Mother Nature's thinking, "Well, I've overstepped the mark. I'll be nice to them again." <laughs> yeah, but last year was brilliant. Like last year was sunny from April onwards, so was, you know yeah. it was it's, it was a bit late now, but we have it. But talking about last year, Simon, do you remember last year where it was all about compassion, empathy, and community? Yeah. You know, and now looking back and looking what's going on now, it's you know it's about segregation. It's about fear and it's about people being angry. Have you noticed that? I've noticed the difference. I don't think people have changed. I think government messaging has changed. So remember March, April last year, it was we're all in this together and and all of that sort of stuff, whereas now it is, it's harder language. I've noticed that. But I don't, my sense is that people, if anything, are softer than they were last year, that we were burnt out and that we're kind of more cynical about these government messages. I definitely think we're more cynical. Like, And looking back, where they, when they were saying we're in this together a year ago, I think, personally, I think that was about, if anything, there was a bit of control going on there. Like, you, bet, you better be in this together with us. That's my sense. So I think the people are, are softer. I think the government messaging has just got harder. That's just what I've noticed. Yeah, it's you know, I was speaking to someone this morning and you're talking about that control. They they broke their five K rule there last year and they're up in court over it. You know, and where's where's the line? Um and I think it's it is, it's all government involved. Um it's the government who are making the rules and I had I was on a Zoom call the other night and I told everyone to switch off the news, switch off Sky, switch off you know the journal the all the papers because it's all just feeding into the fear and when i when i have jumped into them i have felt a rush of anxiety and i've had to yeah. step away from it and i think people need to sort of work on that and the biggest thing which with the biggest thing as well is is what's happening in in our country and you said everyone is softer and everyone is relaxed but this thing about segregation, a two-tier society, I thought this would never happen to us. Yeah, it's happening. Um, and I I think, I was going to say before, but I, I get the sense, unless there's stuff I don't know, but I guess there's a sense that the government has painted itself into a corner and that it's forced itself down this alleyway and this is a result of it. And 
what do you think? I mean, unless there's a controlling thing above all that, but that's what I'm seeing. Like, I mean, you know, they've been saying that, you know, we need to, we need to have vaccines. We need to have vaccines and we'll get on to what we think about those in a bit, but because they painted their the color to the mast, I don't know whether that's the right, the right saying, but because they've done that, they've, they've, that there's, I think from a policy perspective, they, they can't turn back from this. And this no. is the result of it. That's my, what, what do you think? Well, Michael D. Higgins signed the segregation, as I say, into law. And this is a man that probably maybe about 20 years ago would have been speaking out against, you know, anyone that's, you know, segregation and human rights. And, you know, you can jump on, on, on YouTube and you can hear some of his speeches about human rights. And now what he's done has gone totally against what he has been preaching for many years. So did he ever believe in that? That's what I, the one thing that I went, hang on, this guy would be, you know, speaking out about it. And for the government, yeah, they have backed themselves in a corner. And and I was speaking to someone with a, within a, a journalist during the week, and they have said to me that there is more and more nurses coming out whistleblowing um, and who are being bullied and seeing what's going on. So th- this this is chaos. And yeah. I, I think chaos is going to devour itself. And I hope us as humanity, as people can kind of be smart enough to sort of sit back and don't get involved in the anger and the frustration because that's what's what's happening. That's what's happening. Like, I don't think we need people on the street burning buildings like we've seen in other countries. You know, you know, at the best of times, I'm cynical of politicians. I've I've only ever voted twice in my life, and that was because I lived in Australia, and it's compulsory to vote there. And personally, I I don't think that's democracy when you're forced to vote. And so I've 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 always been very, I've been anti-politics, right? And and I think, and I don't mind saying that. And I think there are good people who are politicians, but but so many politicians that they're really interested in the vote, right? And so of course. I'm just thinking this pragmatically. Of course, the government and 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 the doll and therefore the president are going to pass this into law because they're looking at what's the majority of the population doing. The majority of the population is saying get vaccinated. If 95% of the population said don't get vaccinated, they wouldn't have passed it into law. Mm-hmm. So they're just do they're just doing what they want to do to get voted in. Well, do you know hashtag he's not my president or Higgins, not my president. That was trending on Twitter yesterday, you know? So that's an indication. But if also, if you look at all the, say you go on to one of the papers or something's posted, I've noticed that the comments in the threads have changed. So it used to be we're in this together and brilliant. And now they're all angry and go get stuffed. And so there is a mood shift. And that's what you said. I think they've backed themselves in a corner. I think so. Like there's a, there is a, um, this Saturday, I think at two o'clock, there is a peaceful assembly in Dublin. And I know that there's people who have never gone to any of these um, assemblies are going to this one. And people are going from all over the country to it. And 
people who are vaccinated and people who are not vaccinated are going to this because of the segregation that's caused that they've they've gone no this this was this is the final thing this is the final thing for me it's about the inconsistency and the incomprehension of what the government doing i saw something on twitter yesterday and it was tongue in cheek is oh i'm a teacher can i can i not teach in restaurants when it comes to september when you think about it because you know, they don't think it's safe teaching in schools where you don't have to be vaccinated, but you can't go into a restaurant. So can I can I please, Norma Foley, can I teach in restaurants in September? Now, when you think about it, it's mad that people are even thinking this. That that's creating division and contrary thoughts in people's heads. But that's what's happening. It's just causing chaos in our heads. And that's what I'm seeing. There's no there doesn't seem to be much sense to what the government's doing. There doesn't no. seem to be much sense. Well, and it's not the government, it's, you know, it's this organization that isn't even elected that is pulling the strings, you know, these health advisors and there's multiple of them, they're not, they're pulling the strings. So that's another warning. And you talk about, you know, Australia, about having the vote. There's people doing it that, that have, they're not elected. That's a, big bug, that's a big bug, mind you. I, I, I personally, I think you and I, as Joe Public, should never see Neffet or NIAC or what are all these bodies. I'm not interested in Neffet and NIAC, right? You and I, or the taxpayer, we're paying politicians, right? And so Neffet and NIAC should be completely invisible. They should be advising the politicians, and our only interface should be with the politicians. So why are why are we seeing Neffet? I don't. I'm not interested. I didn't vote for them. I'm not paying my tax to them. And I, 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 why are we seeing Neffet? We should just be seeing politicians. What do you think about that? You're right. I never thought of about it, but you're you're, you're spot on. Ne it's... Neffet and Nyack are there to advise politicians, not to tell us. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see as much as I respect Tony Hooligan and Hooligan. Hulahan, <laughs> um, I don't want to see him. I just want to see the politicians. And But the politicians, I think, are terrified of telling us. They don't want to interpret the advice. Well, then they shouldn't be a politician. You know, That's another these are These are elected officials. So we, you know, these are elected to tell us our health. And uh, not tell us. They're appointed by us because they're, we're the, if you really want to get into it, we're their boss. Absolutely. Okay, they work for us. Yes, and and that's that's what it is. And this this two tier society, I I'm I'm, you know, I don't wish anyone bad. And I you know I see that small businesses are struggling, and you know we know that the big multinationals have made billions um, over over the last year or so. But on this Simon, this is just mind blowing to me that. Yeah. You know, personally, you know, w would I eat in a place that supports it? No. But, you know, and, and, and that's gone to the vaccines. Like, you've got vaccinated. I didn't get vaccinated. And, you know, what was your, and we'll explain this to, to the listeners as well, both are reasons so they can see both sides to it. So, yeah. you know, why did you get vaccinated? Okay, so I got vaccinated because, because I'm, inherently a 
there's a few reasons, right? I'm inherently a trusting person, right? Until I have a reason not to be trusted, not to trust. And this year has pushed my tolerance a, a lot because uh, I've never looked at politicians. I've never looked at the system as closely as I have now. So my bias has always been, you know, if there's a measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, I'll take it, right? So that's been my my steering principle, right? So I, I generally, I wouldn't question it. This, and a bit specifically in relation to this, yes, I've been listening to a lot of contrary thoughts. Yes, I have. I went, I got vaccinated twice for Croke Park. To be honest with you, I don't know what went into my body because I've said this to a few people. It was so quick. I, I'm not scared of needles, so I looked. I, I wouldn't be surprised if nothing went into my body, right? Because it was so quick. So, but, but I went because I'm trusting. The main reason overlaying all that is that I look at everything pragmatically in life and I think, right, 90, I looked at the statistics this morning on some press thing, something like 95% of over 50s in Ireland have had the vaccine. If it said 95% hadn't, I probably wouldn't have taken it. So I just call me a sheep. Call me overly trusting, but that's the reason. Whether I've actually got it in my body or not, I don't know. Yeah, does yeah. that explain my reasoning? That's yeah, exactly like it is. And you know, and and I think people need to realise it doesn't matter if people have got it or not. Yeah. Everyone has their own choice. belief system, it's and you choice. have to respect that. We are we are all right, but we have to respect that. That's the yeah. thing. And the reason why I've held off of getting it was, you know, a lot many are not anti-vax you know i've had all my shots our kids have all their shots and everything so i'm not anti-vax it was just that i kind of seen this this being fast-tracked and that just made me just be a little bit concerned and i remember thalidomide you know the when all the women were took the the to tablets to help morning sickness and that was a disaster you know what happened to babies they were deformed and everything on it so that that's that you know i heard that story years ago and that hit me and then there was the, is it the dengue dengue flu in the philippines dengue 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 yeah. fever and you know everyone's had that and there was a vaccine that brought out and they gave this to everyone in the philippines and then what happened was everyone that you know that had been vaccinated got dengue fever and they got it worse and and i know and i remember that and there's other cases as well yeah. And with that, I kind of went, you know what? I'm just going to just hold off here yeah, and just observe and see because it's in, it's in, it's, they, they're calling it an experiment at the moment and they won't have the results to 2023. That's what they're saying. So after hearing stories and we know that pharma have got it wrong before, right? But everyone's saying, oh, they're investing in this. And what I, and as I'm being cautious, I'm reading in the papers that it's not stopping COVID, right? No, it's not. It's not and, and then I'm kind of going, well, is the vaccine, like if I got the, you know, the MMR vaccines, they, when they stopped me from getting all these diseases. But if it's a vaccine, it's why am I, why are people still getting it? These are, these are the questions that are going in my head, right? Yeah. And then I'm going, and then some saying, oh, well, you know, it, it's not protecting you against it. I says, well, then it's not a vaccine, but, you know, you might get it and it's herd immunity. I says, well, if people are getting the vaccine, they should be protected from the virus because it's a vaccine. I've, I've heard, uh, I, the one thing that keeps me 
okay about this is what I've heard, but I don't know whether this is right or wrong, but I've heard that, yes, having two jabs won't stop you from catching cor uh, coronavirus, but, but the thing I'm hanging my hat on is that if you do catch it, you won't be seriously sick, right? Yeah. That's what I'm hoping they're right about. And and that's that's one of the reasons. That's what people are saying. But but I'm also looking at if I'm going to the, to say Asia, and I have to get my shots for Asia, which I have, and you know malaria, and uh, you know I, when I go over there, I'm not going to get malaria, and I'm not going to get any of the diseases because I've got I've got my shots. So. But 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 that that'd be a question. Did looking back, do they fully protect you against? Did they ever fully protect you? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. But what I'm, I believed it was, and I never got it when I travelled over there. So yeah, yeah. So what I'm thinking is, and this is my train of thought. So people can agree or disagree, but I, you know, everyone has their own opinion. So I know that the most of people that are seriously ill at the moment or who who have were over the 80s right i'm just f over 50 i i eat healthy you know i don't drink i don't smoke i have vegetables every day i i do my exercise i live a healthy life so i i trust in my immune system as well now some people will think immune system is conspiracy theory that's okay that's okay if they do I'm also then finding out that, that do you remember those nurses that, you know, we were speaking about earlier, that yeah. more cases of people who are ending up in hospital have been double vaccinated. So all these things were, were not stopping me, but are holding me off with it until the experiment, experiment is over, which is in 2023. I have the right to do that. So I do not consent to having anything in my body because that's my right. Yeah. Okay. And that, and I, I respect that right because that's your personal decision. Yeah. So in 2023, when they come out and all the data and everybody's look at it, and if COVID is gone or like most are still here, I will then make that decision. But until then, I'm just being cautious. I'm just going. But the problem is until then, you're not going to be able to eat in a restaurant and somebody who's vaccinated is and that that is where that's where it gets difficult isn't it yeah but yeah but i understand that and that's a segregation and do you know the funny thing is I, I was saying to someone the other day if i was going down to get vaccinated and that passed i would stop getting vaccinated because of that because i've always stood on the side of the underdog and i my health because once I I get this, I can't remove it. You understand that? Yeah. My health to me, and this is my, my belief system, is more important to me than a cup of coffee and a meal. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I will stand, I will not. So just so say I was driving down and went, okay, I will not eat. I, I won't. I wouldn't even eat outside of any place. That promotes this. I'm sorry. I that we, we you know, so it's could it be supermarkets next week? You know, is it is it insurance? We we have to draw the line somewhere. And that for me, that line now is is now because these 
as you said, the government have put themselves in a hole and they're making this up as they go along. And I wanted just for my kids to say, you know, we stood up for something. That's and and that's one end of it. But the reason why I just go back to the listeners is the reason why I'm not getting it is because I want to look at the data when this experiment trial is over. And is it being rushed? And that's why people are getting sick and ended up in hospitals like the dengue or the thalidomide. And that's why I'm just holding off on it. And I have the right to. I have the right to. Absolutely. You do. You do. One question I'll ask you is, why do you think 95, it's 99% of over 80s have had it. It's something like 97% of over 60s. It's 95% of people over 50 have had it. Why do you think 95% have? Why, why do you think only 5% haven't? Why? Why do you think that? That's a good question. You know, it's 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 always the, the Is it blind stats. faith? Is it trust? Is it desperation? Is it the following the sheep thing? Is it a mix of all of those things? They could have got it. They could have got it well before it was here and they've a good immune system towards it. Because we do know if you do have it, it builds up your immune system. And we know that different variations of people have got it as well. So, yeah, it's everyone is, is different. So there is a, a larger amount of them, of that age group. Yeah. But you know, my father died in his early 80s and he had a great life. You know, yeah. And my mother's gone. And my father, I've lost a brother and sister to cancer and I've lost many friends. We all go. <laughs> and that's my it's funny my my nan my mum's mum got to 97 and she smoked from world war ii she smoked 40 to 60 cigarettes a day until she was 90 and then she suddenly stopped and we all thought god she's going to keel over at 90 because don't stop a habit of a lifetime she carried on for another seven years so but you're right that's that's kind of my philosophy in life we said this before i i'm here for another second i might have a heart attack in one second or hopefully another 20 or 30 years. And I just, I want to I want to live as honest, decent life as I can. And I hope the government, I hope this isn't a big mistake, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it is scary. And it is, you know, as, as you know, when you're driving down the road and you make a mistake and someone will shout at you, I always think, I'm sure that person made a mistake on the road. You know, as he who has sinned may cast the first stone. Yeah. And and that's it. You know, there's, and this whole thing about segregation and then people calling other people, you know, dirty or people who got it or the, the shedding thing. Yeah. You have that to, doesn't help anybody. That doesn't, doesn't help anyone. Doesn't help anyone. We We need to... We need to just basically accept way, who we are and yeah. and live together because yeah. at the moment there's a divide and both sides are feeding into it. Both yeah. sides. Do you know what I? Do you know what I? I'm not, I can't mention any names because I don't know any names. But I found my my elder daughter's in France right now and she she can't get the vaccine and yet she's being told that they're about to pass the law because she left here before she got the vaccine. She can't get it in France because the bureaucracy and now she's being told that she probably won't be able to go into a restaurant or cafe or anywhere because you've got to have a PCR before you can eat anywhere. So she's kind of in the middle, but she, she, she's found out what she's hit. She's heard that there are 
senior people in France who are refusing to get the vaccine, but through backhanders, they get in the vaccine pass. <laughs> Nothing surprises me. Yeah, look, there's, you know, the, the, during the first lockdown, all the small businesses were running and we know that the underworld was running as well. You know, there was that criminal underworld was busy and probably busier than ever um, yeah. from drugs to prostitution. We know that, you know, yeah. um, and where people will see an opportunity in, in something good or bad. That's that's yeah. it on it. Yeah. And, and we have to accept that. But, you know, I, I, I think it's I think there's a lot to play here. And I think next year is really going to show us. And, you know, I governments the one thing that governments fear is votes yeah and, that's it. and as i said there's you know you and me uh, january 2020 we're all together in this and you know everything and all and as time went on i just kind of went hmm, okay and you you're starting to look at it now and go hmm, what's going on yeah. and yeah. if you and me are doing it there's more and more people questioning yeah. it and we people are getting angry with us. Yeah. Definitely. You, you you said this to me a year and a half ago. We need to ask more questions. And I thought, why is Joe why is Joe unraveling this? But I'm now an evangelist of asking questions. We need to ask questions. We have to, because like at the end of the day, right? Being it's in its most brutal form, if you put your trust in your government, don't forget it's governments that send people to war, right? So the governments really, really respect. Do they really love the populations? No. no. They, they, you know, government, it's, the, it's not you or me or companies that send people to war. It's governments. So just ask questions. Do you think a government care about you that said, if you don't pay your water rates, we'll trick, turn your water to a trickle? The most necessary thing that a family need is water. And they, and they threaten that in, when the, do they care about you? There are good people in government. There are good people everywhere, but the government machines, the system, stuff, the system. Just be careful. Just be careful. Yeah. The the system. There are there, there are good people yep. who have who are in there, and there's good people who are speaking out. And it's the system. It's the the system. system. That's what I'm saying. It's the system, and you can't blame. Yeah, and within the system, the one thing I've learned about a system as well, Simon. As we said, there's good people and bad people in a system. It's the bad people that make the system bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, say, um, let's use police officers or Garda. They're a really good Garda, okay, who, who would take a bullet for you, would jump in front of you and me and take a bullet for us. Yeah. And they're there to protect us, okay? And then there are bad Garda, right? And that bad Garda will do something. And will make that whole organization bad to those people. And that's what it is. The organization of the, the, the Garda Shikana is good. There's just a small amount of people in that. And that goes for every organization and, and, yeah. and political as well. So people need to ask questions. And the one thing what I'm learning as well is listening. You and me will talk, blase, say words, won't think of us. You know, we learned that the government... They have a speech and they have something and they choose the words that they put in yeah. and listen to those words that they're saying and then question what they're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. But that's luck. Uh, I hope. Let's I hope. see. Let's see what happens. You know, the last pandemic lasts two years, 1918 to 1920. Unfortunately, this one's going to go on longer than two years because the main difference is that back then people weren't flying around the world, and you didn't have, you didn't have all the things, the questionable activities. So I'm afraid this might go on a bit longer than two years. But let's hope not much longer than two years. Could be seven. Could be. Like it could be. That's the thing you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but as what did someone say? Prepare for the worst and hope for the best. I think that was Leo Varecka said that yesterday about opening. Somebody asked him, "Can we have a hundred guests at a?" This was on. I saw this online. Hundred guests at at weddings in August, or is it going to stay at fifty? And he said exactly that. I don't know. Prepare for the worst. So unless you hear from other, it's going to be fifty. So if you have a hundred people at a wedding and you have vaccinated and non-vaccinated, do the non-vax have to sit on one side and the vax sit on the, sit sit on the other side? <laughs> so if the bride is vaxxed and the the groom isn't, do they have to sit the at separate tables? <laughs> but but, that, but we, we joke about it, but these are the complications that governments, the system haven't thought through. They haven't thought this stuff through. You know? well, they really haven't. What you know, one of the things you know, they were saying that in the family home, you can have a, a vaxxed people meet a non vax in the family home. A uh, holding that right, the question, what I'm going, okay, that would fall apart if they allowed people in restaurants to eat, but then Tony Hooligan. Um, said he's asked. This is mad in the paper. He's asked families to leave their children at home yeah. if they're going out for a meal. Yeah. So what about so what about this? So I, I work from home. This is my home office. This is my office. This is my workplace. So if my wife were not vaccinated, can she come into this office? <laughs> it's mad. Do you know what I mean? Like I mean, like who's policing this? That's the madness of this. It's so arbitrary. You know? Yeah. George Orwell is coming to town. We all probably have war, uh, read, you know, Animal Farm. Yeah. And, you know, I remember reading it in my teens and going, okay, I get it. You know, I'm sure if you picked it up now, you'd be a little scary. But then, but then there's other stuff. Look, love. Be kind. I was just about to say that at the end of the day, above all of this, above everything we've discussed, about everything, above the earth, above the moon, above Mars, there's light, right? And light is always brighter than the dark is darker, right? It's there. It's there. The problem is that we choose to forget it or ignore it or we allow dark forces in, but it's there. It's there. It was yeah. there before the Holocaust and World War Two. It was there after the Holocaust. It'll be there after this as well. It's always there. After the Holocaust, people thought, never again. Then yeah. communists, you know, after that, people went, never again. You know, you're looking at the the troubles in the 80s down in, you know, Eastern, Eastern Europe. Yeah. Never again. Um, China at the moment, you know, we know they have their camps and, and, and it's still going on. I just, it seems to something every hundred years and 
and a lot of people who are from Eastern Europe, this is right. A lot of people that are from Eastern Europe are the one, have said to me, we can see this coming because this sort of play of divide and everything was. We grew up with this. Was, you know, and it was religious then. They're all, you know, it says, can you, can you not see this? Can you not yeah. see this? So at least we had guns. <laughs> Jesus. But it's, it's, it, is there, is there a play? There's always madmen, always madmen in the world. Always yeah. madmen. That's the thing. That's a lovely business eye. Lovely. But look, <laughs> business eye. But look, just sharing our opinion. I think, yeah. um, again, it's about just holding that vibration, holding that vibration to be who you are and lose the fear, lose the fear. And it will get better. You know, the pendulum is swinging. Um, and I believe that out of every bit of chaos, good will come out of it as well. After a storm, when it's settled, you know, things, things, things get good to it as well. There's this, there's the little saying, this too shall pass. Everything passes, everything good passes, but bad passes too. And this is being bad. This is, this is a bad time in history, but this will pass. Yeah. And look, if, if there is, I'll just, you know, if there is business owners out there who have, you know, want to help and understand and get their business, you know, growing and developing, you know, join myself and Simon on the business eye advisory dot ie dot com i keep doing that you do that just for me to correct you and say dot com <laughs> business eye advisory dot com so everyone look have a have a super a super weekend um the weather is beautiful wear the yeah. sun suntan lotion and look try and make the most out of life also a key thing to drop in is and mind your pets i'm seeing so much more online about dogs with blisters on their feet and and dogs with uh dark gums or cats with dark gums which shows dehydration so mind your pets seriously yeah definitely and your kids and your kids and your kids as well uh myself and simon are going to take a break uh for next week we won't be here next week uh we're going to take a, a week off so we'll catch us the week after so look take care and um keep listening keep listening keep thank safe. you Bye. thank you Sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. We have two people that have been on our show before. We have Brian Kennedy and Eddie Hobbs, and they are here today to discuss the Great Recess, the Great Recess, Davos, the Atlantic Council, the World Economic Forum, Build Back Better. The elite are telling us that we will own nothing and we will be happy. And tough if you're not happy. It's all a bit of poo-poo. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. I have my own theories on it of what's it about. Uh, when, they, when they say you'll be happy and you'll own nothing, do we own anything at the moment? That's the question that I'm sort of pondering around. It, do we own anything at all? Tell me, Brian, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? Ah, uh, Joe, I can see where conspiracy theorists kind of come from because the communication is just abysmal. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do like to kind of like to think that my own thinking is a bit strategic and I will go and do my own digging and I'll try and find out exactly what's going on. But it's really difficult actually to get a handle on 
different messages that are coming out because in one day you're told one thing and another day you're told something else and then something is right it's okay to it's okay to wear a mask and then it wasn't okay to wear a mask and then all of a sudden yeah you must wear a mask so there's a lot of those things very very kind of difficult to get your head around and then you kind of go into as you mentioned earlier, the Davos thing and what are people saying to you? What's changing in the financial system? Is that going to affect what you own or what you're allowed to own? Unless you actually get proper information about what's going on in the high-level financial systems that are being used. So you've got the the quantum system that came in that's running parallel to the SWIFT system. Quantum is, you know, built by Russia and China and SWIFT is owned by the US. But all of a sudden, everybody's going onto this quantum system. Which is AI, Uh, correct, yeah. do Do you, you know, you worry about whatever assets that you own and will you own them in the future because the communication is just terrible well i think we need to be careful not to conflate things too much uh, at this point i mean we have in the background the world economic forum uh it's highly evolved thinking on the great reset it's not a conspiracy theory it's up on the website go and read the bloody thing uh it, it drills down into all sorts of policy areas and it's very much a kind of um, almost a socialist communist type of an agenda it's amazing to read that it's actually there in black and white and you know promulgated and advocated the world economic forum of course are the same people that are behind davos every year which brings in the wealthiest um uh, class in the world the top one percent of one percent um, and they're deciding what the, what is the best way for the for the world to govern itself into the future, and that's very deeply concerning for anybody with a, with a, even a, a smidgen of of democratic thinking in their heads, because this is bypassing democratic chambers like Ardal and uh, and parliaments throughout the world, where the very wealthiest people are getting together and deciding how the how the how the uh, how the world should be carved up especially with climate change coming in. And uh, like, you know, Adam Smith said years ago when he wrote The Wealth of Nations around that time, you know, that any time when competitors get together, um, uh, you, you need to be careful because the, the the conversation eventually comes around to some kind of conspiracy against the public to raise prices, you know, and that hasn't changed. So you have to be very, very deeply suspicious of the very, very, very wealthy. I mean, we're talking about levels of wealth that wouldn't be an Irish person would get within, a, within an arse's roar of the type of we're talking about that are deciding how the um, how the planet should, uh, you know, the systems that should run the planet. And uh, now that's fine. It can chat away and promulgate away and put it out on the Internet and so on. But when it's not being discussed in our own demographic chambers, I'd be concerned about that. When it involves senior officers in the EU, uh, as part of the kind of the, the the World Economic Forum Club, I'd be concerned about that as well. So really, um, it's almost like an open uh, Masonic lodge in the old days, you know, uh, having these discussions, and and everybody say, ah, oh, sure, let them let them away. But I think we need to keep a very close eye on it. Now, when mm-hmm. I say don't conflate it, I think we just need to be careful uh, about the current policies around um, COVID nineteen and the pandemic. And seeing that it's all kind of interlinked, I don't quite see it like that. I think it's more that the World Economic Forum see what's happening at the moment as a wonderful opportunity to uh, change the behaviour of the of the of the of the great mass of plebs. 
Yeah, uh, I would, I would agree. I would yeah, agree that, that they've they've seen the opportunity and something that they had planned for 20, 10 years down the road and jumped in on it. And this, it, you are right about, you know, different wealths. Like there's a difference between people being wealthy and people being really wealthy. And it feels apart. A million, it's, it's, it's massive. And when people are of that wealth and they see then what's going on around the world, they're not making proper decisions. Um, and they're making it because of what benefits to themselves. And one of the scary things which, I, which I'm worried about is the small business. You know, it's, you get rid of, say, an example, because we're all talking about restaurants, you get take away small restaurant businesses. That means then it opens up more for the bigger chain of businesses mm. to gain more profit and to gain more customers towards them. So that's just one part of it. Then there's the climate change and there's so much going in. And but it's in my own opinion, I don't like it. Simon, I go back to what Brian was saying there because because I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist either, Brian, but. But I have to say, you know, and I've chatted to Joe a lot about this over the last six months in particular, I, I just think the messaging out there is so chaotic that I, I wonder whether it's intentionally chaotic or whether they're really that much in chaos. And I'm talking specifically about the government here, but it's not just here. Are they trying to do this to con confuse? Are they really that chaotic? Do they really know what, not, what what's not going on? If they really are that chaotic and they are the governors of the country, it's pretty scary stuff. So I just look at it, and it's much easier then than to put two and two together and come to four, and, and as Eddie said, conflate things. It's more almost more justifiable because you start thinking, is this really that mad? So, Brian, is that is that what you're saying? It's just it seems so chaotic. It's almost surreal, and it's it's easier. It's almost like it's easier to believe in the supernatural kind yeah. of thing. It, it almost is easier to believe. Yeah, when you see the chaos, because you would like to give the government at the moment some credit for doing a good job. Okay, and in certain parts, I believe they have done a good job, and in others. You know, you have one leader of one party that will come out and deliver a message. And tomorrow or this afternoon, the leader of the other party will come out and give a slightly different message. So his party will seem to be a little better idea. OK, and then you have a third party that comes out that when they speak, you actually can't make sense of what they say at all. Right. Um, whereas I look at everybody that has been elected to the doll is there to represent us, the citizen, to do the best that they can for the country. Yeah. So when somebody said on uh, one of the political shows last week, as a as a uh, an elected member but not in the government, that they hadn't had a COVID nineteen update from the government since December last year, I was almost, and I'm quite calm. I was almost tearing my hair out, going, "Well, why aren't you knocking down the door? Why aren't you demanding?" to know what's going on. You're elected to represent everybody. Yeah. They're all there to do that. So why should somebody be outside who's elected to the doll and not and, and be able to say, I don't know what's going on? That's not right. Yeah, no, I agree. Eddie, Eddie, what what's your sense? I mean, you've you've brushed with with these classes and you and you have a kind of a I'm just interested in your sense of are they really that chaotic? Are they disinterested? Are they splintered? Or is this something worse? Or is it just just sad? Is it sad and all that stuff? 
Well, I think I think the current government were, were probably one of the weakest governments we've ever had in the history of the state. Uh, just barely hanging in there and um, very con- conflicted internally. Sinn Féin then are, are, you know, making hay, you know, promising, you know, jam for everybody. It doesn't matter. You know, you can just just print money, etc. We all know that's nonsense, but that like it, it, it you know, it's gathering, it's, you know, it's, it's fanning, fanning the flames. Um, and, and it's understandable too, especially when you look at the start of the, um, the, the, the state that we've got the country into for young people trying to get into the housing market. Yeah. I mean, it's shocking. But more importantly for me, like last, it was the week, last week, I mean, the government basically just surrendered. It just, just surrendered, walked off the pitch and handed it over to uh, a health tech person. Yeah, these are unelected people on the public payroll that are dictating how this country is now running, mm-hmm. and they're at the, the political class are terrified of taking them on or questioning them. Even though, I mean, science walked out the door a long time ago when it came to how we've been managing the pandemic. So, I mean, the science around mask wearing or distancing, all of it now is questionable. The the ideological uh, position they took on, on antigen testing just doesn't stand up at all. It's unscientific. Yeah. Um, and let's be clear, what they've said is that they, they they believe that antigen testing needs to be independently studied in the Republic of Ireland under, guess who? Under NEFED yeah. at the HSE. I mean, this is bizarre stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and, and now we find... Uh, you know, the, the hospitality sector isn't opening. And the worst thing of all for me, I mean, I, I think it's extremely serious, the red line. And it's it's back to what was said earlier on, that, that we're going to cause uh, a segregation. You know, the Irish people are going to be segregated into, the, we're going to other people, uh, which is why I was bringing up quite recently the Enabling Act of 1933 in Germany, because that's how these things start out. When you start creating a division in a society and you're, cre- you're creating a degree of distrust and then suspicion and then hate of a substantial minority of the population, i.e. the unvaccinated, for whatever reason, it's totally and utterly unacceptable, but that is what has been decided. That is the that was the uh, that was the demand that Neffet made. It, you know, if you want any kind of relaxation on the rules that we are imposing, and we are the health czars here, even though they're completely out of kilter and they're not being questioned because the bloody fourth estate is in such a weak condition, that, that that the price we will pay is the segregation of the Irish people into vaccinated and unvaccinated, and you'll be going around with a badge. That is totally and utterly unacceptable to the point that, I mean, even though even though these hospitality sectors have had an absolutely horrible time, I hope that enough of them will be courageous enough to say we're not doing that. We're just, just not prepared to do that. Because if they do, I can tell you, they're going to get boycotted by, by those of us who, who see this for what it is. Mm. It's a very, very dangerous slope. And yeah. it's extraordinary that the main political parties and the main political leaders aren't calling it out for what it is. So why doesn't Neffet see it like the rest of us? Very good question. If I tell you a quick story, it might 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 help. I, I, I ran across this quite recently and I thought it just completely encapsulated where we've got. It has to do with psychology you now and it has to do with um, indoctrination and, and the, the fact that, the, that most people in the middle have been radicalised by what they've heard over the last year and a half from the same sources. So this guy got a dog, new dog, took the dog down to the ocean, threw in a pedal, the dog ran across the water, picked up the stone and came back across the water again. He was extra- He was amazed. So he did it a second time. Same thing happened. Third time, same thing happened. He was elated. He ran up to his neighbour and called him down and said, let me show you this. 
my new dog and he throwed the stone again and the dog ran out to get the stone across the water and he did that three times and he said isn't that extraordinary and the neighbour was completely unimpressed must have been a member of Neffet completely unimpressed he said did you just see the dog the dog walked on the water and the other guy said all you've proven to me is that your your dog doesn't know how to swim and that's oh, yeah. where we are yeah. we've reached a point now where it's a, it's a it's it's an ingrained belief the the Neffet, in my opinion, should have never been allowed broadcast directly to the public. It should have been reporting to the government. That didn't happen. Exactly. That's what we I had, think. We had Bowers and, and Lee every time they, they'd come and running out as if they talked to Santa Claus and got, a, got an actual interview with him to describe what, what was now happening. We've had the same numbers every day, even though we know that these cases, the PCR cases, the data and all of that is extremely suspect. Not, not so suspect. It's actually wrong. Right? We also know that the excess debt numbers are, are, are not there. They're the same numbers each year. There's a distribution of the numbers, but the numbers are the same. And by the way, we're not we're not unique in that regard. The Swedes have no excess debts really either. When you when you look at it correctly, as opposed, to, I mean, I can't trust anything they tell tell us at the moment because it, it's it slipped into propaganda a long time ago. Now, what, why has it happened? Because of the aforementioned problem with the political class that we've got running the government. They're extremely weak. And by the way, and if you look to the opposition, they're worse. Because, as you said, they're in opposition. They're supposed to be opposing. Mm. There's no opposition. I mean, Sinn Féin are just following the party line. Nobody wants to appear to take on the, the, the medical technocracy, despite the fact that all of the science is there. All of the experts are out there, if you're prepared to listen to them and, and, and listen past mainstream media and RT in Ireland. And, and actually, just listen to people and what they're saying. The experts throughout the world are saying the same stuff. It's not, yeah. and it's, it's not making up stuff like this is, this is science. I had a couple of American colleagues one during the week say to me, and I couldn't answer it, she said, why can't you fly around Europe like the rest of Europeans? And she said, why, what, how, how come you can fly to Athens and eat in an Irish pub in Athens, but you can't eat in an Irish <laughs> pub in Ireland? I couldn't yeah. answer it. Well, yeah. well in fact, do you know what? It, it's actually a bit more serious uh, than that. I was talking to a senior business person very recently uh, who's involved in the in the travel industry and we're simply saying that Ireland has become a joke. It's a running joke in Europe. It's beyond embarrassing. It just looks as if we're, we're some kind of, I mean, like as if we've replaced a, a religious theocracy with a medical theocracy. You know, that's what we're doing. I mean, it's just extraordinary stuff. And now our neighbours next door uh, are kicking out all of the stuff because the vaccines have come in and whether they're right or wrong, that's their decision based on their medical information. And and it's the same virus, by the way, in Britain as it is in Ireland, as it is everywhere else. And and all these variants, I mean, we could go through the entire Greek alphabet based on the way Nefid are set up. And, uh, and, and once they've exhausted the Greek alphabet, sure, they... The, the climate change crowd will be in saying, thanks thanks for the handover, lads. Everybody stay at home. What, and stop, the, and stop breathing. Things, you know? Don't be breathing as much. A couple of things that are popping up as well, especially with Nevit, is, you know, the modelling. They've been questioned about the modelling and they're not getting back to anyone. One of the other things about the restaurants, my own theory on this is that it's to get partners to get their partners to get vaccinated. It, you know, it, I want to go down to the pub, you need yeah. to get vaccinated or I want to go on holiday. So it's it's pushing them that way because realistically, because of body integrity and your your medical records are private, 
pubs and restaurants cannot really enforce this, even though there's a, a department outside the government scaring the living daylights out of people. A question then that brings up, and a lot of people are asking it, and especially, you know, we've had Ivor Cummings on the show before. He has spoken to us about stuff as well. Why is there no debate, is the question, on mainstream media? They have to report and not be the propaganda machine of the government. So why is this all all happening? Well, let's just break it down into let's just get into the into the undergrowth. Firstly, RT is the state broadcaster. Journalism walked out the door in March 2020 with RT. It's quite clear. There's been no journalism. It's just take take the stuff and broadcast whatever effort they're saying. Uh, that you'll have a few he said, she said um, interviews on prime time just to keep the flag flying. But realistically, you, you don't go to RT for journalism. In fact, if you want good mental health, you just turn off RT completely, in my opinion. We should have had a, a counter counter news from News Talk. But unfortunately, Dennis O'Brien at the same time was selling News Talk. So what did he do? He turned it into a magazine program where people ring in about their feelings all day long. News has gone from there as well, unfortunately. And the, the maverick type of panel panel members and all the rest of it pulled. And the reason for it was that News Talk needed to sit down in front of the government to get permission to sell the licence to somebody else at some stage within the next 12 to 18 months. So that was gone, unfortunately, having done a great job up until then. Now we look at Virgin, TV3, complete mess. I mean, it's just... It's beyond feelings like it's fashion, it's big hair, it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, all of that woke stuff. Right. But like, God help us that there'd be any hard, hard type of discussion going on. So that's gone as well. And remember, we're a visual and audio people. So now we're left with the print media, the print media, absolutely exhausted on its legs. Journalists throwing in copy. Uh, on fumes, same editors, part of the impact of social media over a decade. And along comes, along comes this. And I, I can tell you for a fact that, that those newspapers are barely hanging in there. And where where is their largest source of revenue? Have a guess. Have a guess. They'd have the revenues, yeah. kept the newspapers. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd be on pop payments. They kept the newspapers going over the last 12 months. Mm. So there is a kind of a group think that's taken place. And anybody who's who's been trying to be maverick and all of that inside in it has been literally pushed to the side, as from what I can see anyway. Uh, and uh, and that's what we've got. I mean, if you open up the newspaper, there are, there are times it's a bunch of opinions. You know, it's 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 pilot pilot or tool to start right every day. You know, the world according to Finton. Uh, and and that kind of leads the opinion of the of the Irish Times, and then the Irish Times, of course, is the go-to newspaper if you're a leaker. So if you're a member of the cabinet or you're a senior civil servant, and your job is to leak information, it's said it in the Irish Times. So the Irish Times get the leaks, and they call it journalism. Isn't journalism my eye? It, they're just carrying leaks from official official sources. Otherwise, they'll cut them off in the leaks. They'll give the leaks to the next but it, news. But paper. it's not about it's not journalism. It's entertainment now. Everything is under in entertainment. Yeah. And when it's what? when it's the under entertainment, really, when it's under entertainment, you can say what you want. It's you know? not listen. Entertainment is giving it too high of too too high a value. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about filler. I mean, if you turn on the news, if you turn on the television channel, at least you can flick channels to some other show that's actually real entertainment as opposed to filler. This is filler. 
And yeah. that's why it's not been happening. And the problem that's created for all of us that, that are independent thinking, there's lots of people out there that think like this. They're just afraid to say it. Right. Brian, Brian what, 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 what do you, I see you're nodding here. What do you feel about all this? I mean, do you, do you, are we a laughing, do you think we are a laughing stock right now? What, what, I, I, I think we are. I think we are. Uh, I think the, the aviation se- sector, the only person talking true truthfulness in that is uh, our friend in Ryanair when he says it as it is and he calls out the silly things that we're doing. I do think, though, uh, uh, Simon, that we are we are that close in this country to people losing it. Yeah. I really do. I really, really do. Yeah, I and I think um, the representative bodies of different industries, because every single industry in this country is faced with the same question. When people start going back to the workplace, what are we going to do with the vaccinated and the unvaccinated? And I'm completely with you here. You cannot segregate people. You have to respect people's. If I'm vaccinated, fine. If you're not, I respect that. I understand that. Okay. But I think the likes of the pubs, uh, the hospitality sector, I think they've got to the point now where if they don't open in July, somebody's going to get together and go, do you know what? I don't care. We're all opening. We have we 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 have to have a business. We have to do whatever, and then as citizens, we will make the decision as to whether we want to go inside or not. And that's what freedom is all about to me. Well, yeah, well, I'm inclined just... to agree with Brian on that. If I could just jump in, I, I'm in, yeah. I'm inclined to think that that's where we're ending up. I yeah. mean, I think when when the political class has failed the people, when the fourth estate, the media, has failed the people, um, when when the when the government has failed the people. Uh, what can the people do except engage in civil disobedience and simply say we're not putting it up? But no, we're going to be helped enormously because on the 19th of July, next door, they're ditching the whole thing. The whole rule book is being thrown into the toilet and flushed down the toilet on the basis of the vaccination levels they're at. And we're not too far behind. And what are we going to look like then? Unfortunately, <laughs> we'll have to leave that as the last part. Gentlemen, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, It's been a very interesting conversation. Uh, I hope a lot of people here on the airwaves uh, will get a lot from it. Brian, Eddie, thanks for coming on the show.